is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. Hello. Welcome. We hope you had a beautiful solstice. Oh, yes. Um, we can't talk about ours because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but for you guys, just yesterday, if you're listening on Monday. Mm-hmm. It was also Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Um, anywho, I was thinking earlier today, I was like, it feels like a really long time again since we've been here. But then when I showed up, it didn't feel like that. But I mean, you- this last week to me, I was like, how is it already – yesterday, I was like, how is it already Thursday? We're recording this on Friday. It seemed yeah. like the week started and then it f- was over oh, right away to me. So it didn't know. feel like a long time for you. No. No. Oh, interesting. It went, that week went by very quickly. Wow. I felt like – I don't know. I mean, how have you – oh, what cards did we – if you're listening for the first time – we welcome. P- welcome. Hello. We're happy to have you. <laughs> and also, we this is where we talk about the cards we picked from last week to see how it lined up with our week. Yeah. So last week you drew Unfinished Symphony from what was it? The it Wisdom was. of the Oracle. Okay. And I drew <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> no way to know. <laughs> and um, I drew Stretch and Expand from the Cosmic Dancer Oracle. So it was kind of like both of them were kind of like go the extra mile sort of. Like do expand out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. And um, the Unfinished Symphony was like pay attention to things that are unfinished, which was also right. very Mercury retrograde. Right, right. Which it ends this Wednesday, Mercury oh, retrograde. Right. And we always yeah. have a little shadow period, though. So it kind of feels like it really ends maybe in a week. Yeah, you know what? I don't really always feel the shadow period, mm, personally. Yeah. So maybe some people don't. I was actually just reading in a book I had on astrology about traits of people who are born in Mercury retrograde, like you are. Oh, what did you learn? Well, it, they were all kind of <laughs> negative in some oh, way. Oh, that we're assholes. <laughs> well, basically, no. that you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, bye. No, um, it was basically like that you're hard on yourself, you know, like, and that. Um, oh, that you're always like maybe trying to perfect. Like, yeah. Trying to probably, like, oh, yeah. totally. That yeah. is so, so true. And also with communication too, like feeling the need to be perfect when you're communicating. That oh my gosh. 100%. Mm. And like when I see people interviewed who are articulate, or when I hear or see them interviewed, I'm just like, <gasps> like, I just feel like I'm leaning forward. Like, how can I communicate that clearly? How can I do that? <laughs> It's so important to me to learn how to communicate. You know, that's interesting. I actually had a lesson this week around week (laughs) around communicating um, or a realization. Uh, Once again, I'll just say for me, it's still I'm integrating all of this eclipse stuff, but I'm still getting so much revelations. And it's it's been it has been really good. It's been a little less harsh. Um. Anyway, I realize my Mercury's in Capricorn. Oh which, yeah. 
Yeah. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, so you have some of that too of being hard on yourself. Yeah. With what well, what it's not really that actually. It's more. I feel like. Well, this is how it comes out and being hard about with myself is, um, this feeling of people don't get get me or people don't get it. Like I'm communicating this thing and people just don't get it. But then the other part of it is, um, is kind of a judgment of them sometimes. Like I'm saying this very clearly. Why don't you get it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I realized that about myself. Um, and then there is definitely the flip side of feeling, um, sad for my but this is also a very Aquarian thing of like nobody gets me it's just mm. like I'm so different nobody gets it um but the judgment part is the thing that towards other people that I'm trying to be aware of and like um yeah just be a little bit kinder about mm-hmm it's interesting because a lot of times I feel very like, oh, people can get what they get and whatever in terms of like, no one has to agree with me about like philosophical beliefs. I oh, could yeah. care You're less. Oh, yeah. definitely like that. That's Aquari- yes. an Aquarius. Yes. Piece. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't care what people think. But if I'm communicating it and they don't understand what I'm saying, then I'm like, what's your fucking problem? Right. Why? You get I'm- judgy about it. Yeah. Like, I'm so clear. Anyway, that was one of my lessons this week. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I was kind of proud of myself for not being mean to myself about it. About that lesson? Like, do you want to maybe tell us a little well, bit? I give just, us an example? Well, no, I just mean about, like, not... Like, it's not a nice quality to be judgy of people. Oh, so, like, this week you became more aware of that is what you're saying, and then you were kind to yourself about it. Yeah. I mean, it may help that the way in was that I realized that I felt invalidated myself. Like, I felt I was able to look at it through the lens of, like, feeling really sad in my heart about people not getting me like that and feeling invalidated by that but then when I realized like that's not that's just a picture I don't have to buy into that yeah and then I looked at the opposite side of that picture which is me judging other people right you know I feel like that's a really universal thing with judginess like whenever I'm like what if I stop being so judgmental about this what if I let go of this judginess like it is always like oh that's such a relief for me like yes. now I don't have to be so hard on myself you yes know? yes the other huge thing that I just keep coming to is this huge release around not feeling responsible like another layer of not feeling responsible for people oh yeah so, and ugh. like like you're gonna communicate do your best at communicating and people may or may not understand you it's not your job that's right. Totally. And yeah. it's not my job to make people like me. Like, if yeah. they don't like me, that's that's none of my business. Right. Yeah, it's been, I just, this eclipse is like, whoo, 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 so many layers. Yeah. Lifting. Yeah, yeah, so it sounds like the cards did really resonate with you, like, still stretching and expanding. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I've been doing so many things this week, mm. like, nonstop action. I can't what? Really like think. what? 
I mean, I don't know, just like riding and cleaning and mm. going to appointment. I had doctor's appointments oh, this week. Oh, okay. Like, it just seemed, oh, grocery shopping? Like, that kind of thing oh, where it's yeah. like, I haven't really had a moment to be like, oh, now I'm going to write in my journal. Or, oh, you know what? I did do a meditation and internal family systems meditation where I did learn a little bit about <laughs> myself yeah. and my, like, I, I kind of got in touch with this uh aspect of my the way i interact with my career which is just like saying yes to to a like invitation to do something before i really tune in to like do i want to do that do i um is that a good idea like Mm -hmm. it would be more like i should just do it because i want to keep moving forward and i want to work hard and i want to be good at my job and you know instead of like okay uh, yeah you can work hard and you can care about your career but like really also tune in and choose what you want to spend time on. So I did have that kind of like expansion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very big expansion. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's funny. Do you not grow? I feel like I guess because I have kids and this is something I need to give myself credit for just like because sometimes I'm like, why haven't I like I haven't started my second novel again. I did and then I just like dropped it and I think that I don't give myself enough credit for how much time kids and all these animals take up in my life. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. I mean, I really, I can't even. And then plus you like do so many other things like you volunteer more than one place. Like you do a lot of good deeds all the time. Well, thank you. You've mentioned that to me and I appreciate that as a number <laughs> two I mean, Enneagram that's all I want to do in life is to help. Oh, really? That's your Enneagram? Oh. It's lots so, of good deeds. But I mean, really, yeah. like sometimes I just think about it and it blows my mind. I'm like, she has all those cats. She has dogs. She has kids. She does all these good deeds. Like, how does she have time to do anything else? Like, anything. It's funny. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it really, to me, I feel like the biggest time suck in my life is grocery shopping, which I feel like I have to do every single day. I mean, I know grocery like, shopping does take a lot of time. And that's just does. for me and Ted and Solo. Yeah. So again, like, I don't, I yeah. really don't. That's don't really know. the only thing that takes up a ton of time. I mean, like when I do my volunteer stuff, it's like, you know, two hours in the week. It's not like a huge thing. But it like it does feel like I have to leave the house every single day. Anyway, all right, well, we did that. <laughs> and maybe, um, you know, I'm curious. I don't know if people can, uh, ha- the, you can reach us on Magic Monday Podcast listener page or on Instagram. I am curious how people's eclipses, like, because we, I feel like you and I had very different en- experiences of the eclipse mm-hmm. season. Like, I was like, really going through it and you were just like everything's great (laughs) yeah I mean it's also been mercury retrograde which I do like but I feel like I've liked it even more this time yeah like I just really am really loving this time yeah (laughs) I mean so I am curious what is everybody else feeling yeah that's a good question let us know you guys yeah um okay so um what would you like to talk about (laughs) I would like to talk about that I am reopening the Good Vibe Tribe uh, Online School of Magical Arts on June 23rd. Which, Ooh, what is that? Is that Wednesday? Four days. I believe that's Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday. I think. Re- you, I may be I'll wrong. You may be right. Anyway, I have June it right 23rd. here. Okay. And I'll tell um, you. You keep going. 
so you can get no, on the I'm right. list. No, I'm right. Oh, 23rd is Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. okay so this Wednesday, right. you can either, if you're listening to this Wednesday or after that, you can either just join, or if you're listening mm-hmm. before that, you can get on the waiting list at TessWhitehurst.com. And this is my membership program where um, you can access my online workshops and we do live web chats and rituals every Tuesday night. You can watch them later if you're busy. And we have or, oh, you know, someone actually asked me in my, they slid into my DMs. No, that's not right. But they did ask me in my DMs. They're in the UK. Can they listen to, like, what time is your web chat? Oh, they asked you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. I told them to ask you, but I didn't know <laughs> if you check your DMs. I, yeah, maybe I sometimes don't. So um, the web chats are at 6.30 Mountain Time on Tuesday. Okay. But and, you have a but, recording. Yeah, I do record the audio and the video so you can watch or listen the next day. And then we have a really supportive, sweet, funny, intelligent Facebook group. Mm. (laughs) That is just, I love it. I love everyone in the group. So anyway, I'd love Mm. for you to try it. You can try it for free for a month and you can learn about it again at testwhitehurst.com and then click on Good Vibe Tribe. It's a great, great experience. Thank you. Um, and I would like to say that my um, 50-ish minute workshop on integrating the energies of a growth cycle, so it doesn't have to just be about the eclipse, but that did bring up a lot of growth for a lot of people. Um, it can just be if you have grown a lot or just have gone through a growth cycle where you feel like, oh, I have, I learned something. This workshop helps integrate those energies. Um, so That's it so helps. perfect. Yeah, it's it? been, re- it already, it's just pre-recorded so people oh. can get it at any time. Yeah. Perfect. So you can just go to my website, Highest Light Healing, and there's a little button at the top. Um, and I've heard from a lot of people who've taken it that it's been like really, they've told me it's been really amazing. It, I actually myself went back and watched, <laughs> like listened to it myself because I was like, I, I'm still growing through so much. I'm like, you know what? I already have it here. I like listening to meditations. I'm just going to listen to myself. Awesome. <laughs> me through this. Because it really, I feel like this is the reason why this growth cycle, I've been able to like, things have stuck in a way they haven't before in terms of like, I've learned the lesson and I'm like, oh, I really feel done with this. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, you can get that on my website. And Um, we would love for you to call us and ask us a question, which you can, if you'd like, which is our phone number is 828-333-7181, And (laughs) thank you. And (laughs) also you can ask us a question on our website, which is magicmondaypodcast.com and then click ask a question. And um, we would also love for you to write us a review if you haven't yet um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have written us a review, thank you so much. We really yes. appreciate it. Thank you so much. We, we They make us so happy. They do. If you want to make us happy, leave us a review. <laughs> yes. If you don't I'll care about that, that's your business. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing we want to mention is our newsletter. So we send out a oh, newsletter yeah. whenever a new episode drops. And we put pictures of the cards that we draw and links to our guests' information and 
just a nice little reminder and summary if you want to get on the newsletter. So that is, again, at magicmondaypodcast.com and click subscribe. There's also a link in our Instagram bio. Um, should I read? I'm going to read the last review. Oh, okay. So this is from, we actually have, I don't understand Apple Podcasts because we have had other reviews, but I only see, I don't know. They don't like update. I think if you give a review in Canada, I can't see it for some reason. Oh yeah. There's something weird about that. There's like that, yeah. three, one, three that have happened that way recently. Anyway, I hope we haven't read this one. Have we from Rachel who says practical magic support for real life? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. She said, I'm so grateful that I was guided to this podcast at its inception. The advice given on how to navigate this real human experience with tools of an unseen nature has personally supported me through a major up-leveling in vibration. Thank you, Tessa and Natasha, for sharing your gifts. I mean, it's just so nice to receive that, you know? Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Thank you a lot. Um, Okay, so... We are talking to Jonathan Corpus Ong today. I'm really excited. You guys remember when I talked about how um, a guy from a Harvard research team about talking uh, or studying QAnon in the New Age community, how he reached out to me and talked to me? Um, This is that guy. This is who (laughs) we're interviewing today. So this is so exciting. Jonathan Corpus Ong is Associate Professor of Global Digital Media at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He has written two books and over two dozen journal articles on the topics of media ethics and digital politics. His recent research examines the shadow economies of political disinformation and uses investigative ethnography to understand the identities, motivations, and moral justifications of people behind fake news and conspiracy. He is currently research fellow at the Shorenstein Center of Harvard Kennedy School, where he currently studies one, COVID-19 racism and disinformation, and two, conspiracy theory in tarot, astrology, and woo-woo online communities. He has written for and been featured in The New York Times, The Guardian, BuzzFeed News, and CNN. He is also a tarot astrologer and crystals enthusiast. During the pandemic, he and his mom founded Convivial Crystals, that's at convivial underscore crystals an instagram store selling crystal tools and ritual objects to diverse spiritual seekers okay so we are so excited to be here with jonathan so jonathan we definitely want to hear about your work we want to talk about QAnon. we want to talk about all that stuff but i want to start by getting to know you like getting to know how you got into metaphysics could you share that we with us? We should start with your sun moon and rice oh yeah maybe we could start <laughs> with that and then we could talk about how you came to metaphysics yeah, yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you having me. Um, so I'm a Libra rising. Um, Pluto conjunct my ascendant. Oh, wow. And that... have, yes. And I have four planets in Pisces. Um, Sun, Moon, Mars, and Venus. Oh. Wow. You're so Pisces. But then when your, sun, when your ascendant is conjunct Pluto, just for people who don't, that's like a real Scorpio Ooh. energy, right? Would you say that? Um, you're asking me or I am. 
Oh, yeah, not me. I'm, I'm asking not, Jonathan. Yeah. Tess doesn't know much as much, so that's why I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This doesn't well, know much. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. Um, but I think um, maybe like interest in dark stuff, in like the taboo, um, uh, talking about things that are not really discussed, um, exploring gray areas. Um, at least that's how I rationalize it. Um, mm -hmm. So my academic research is about actually interviewing people who do troll work, who do mm. shadowy things um, Ooh, yeah, for yeah. money. And, and I think maybe that, yeah, the Pluto conjunct the ascendant might be an influence there. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like you're like, why do you do that? Exactly. Like you want to know. Yeah. Trying to understand, trying to get people to rationalize. Um, and I um, open up that conversation with them rather than to get to like a, a space of immediate critique or judgment. It's like, let's try to understand this process first and how do they justify things? Um, what do about, they have like a. I'm hmm. sorry to interrupt. I just really want to know, and then I'll stop asking. A astrology questions what house is all that pisces in okay uh i think that is the sixth house in the whole oh century. okay okay does Great. that make sense the right. mm -hmm. <laughs> well i was wondering if it was like an eighth or twelfth house which uh -huh. would confirm all you know without mm. not validate what's the word i'm looking for emphasize all of that yeah. too yeah, I don't know you well enough yet to know if that okay. makes sense, but I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> you can see at the end of this video. <laughs> okay, it's true. I'll say it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so your path to metaphysical spirituality, I'm curious about that. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, um, well, I'm an academic, as you know, um, I'm a researcher um, who does work on disinformation and fake news, conspiracy theories. Um, but I got deeper into spirituality only in the last four years. Um, I moved to UMass Amherst. Um, you might be familiar um, with Western Massachusetts as quite a new age center. So no, I didn't. Oh, I no, I didn't. Like know for that. hundreds <laughs> of years, like historically, yeah. yeah. Oh, because of Salem, you mean? Like the well, there's no, Salem. well, because there was the whole. Uh, I mean, there was the the new age metaphysical movement from hundreds of years ago that it oh. was really centered around that area in the East yeah. Coast. I, I know, know I know more recently like mindfulness based stress reduction mm. those techniques were innovated developed and really popular around here so it's kind of common for me to get to um, talk to other colleagues who are into wellness yoga yeah. crystals spirituality yeah. and all of those were like um, interests of mine but not real passions and so in a way I found like a space um, and a community to talk to other people about it. Um, and so that's how I um, started taking more lessons in tarot, um, buying astrology books, um, buying crystals, collecting them, yeah, eventually also selling them. Um, and that's become a real hobby of mine, especially over the past year. Yeah, on at convivial underscore crystals on Instagram. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So it's a pandemic business. Um, I spent the pandemic alone for the most part, and I thought, well, why not um, provide tools um, for healing, for wellness um, to my friends first, um, who are all interested in this. 
eventually also to my students who were looking for like guidance as well in mm. in their lives so um i got asked questions um, among my own students like how i practice meditation and grounding over the past year and i thought well yeah i could i could do that on top of discussing fake news and disinformation and politics with you I love that. Oh, I love Isn't that. Isn't that great? Yes. <laughs> and um, and so so also you mentioned that um in a, in an email that you sent me just so our listeners know <laughs> you mentioned that um when you were getting ready with your Harvard research team to research QAnon in the woo woo metaphysical community mm. that you had to kind of come out to them as a tarot and crystal guy. Oh, I Absolutely. love this. Can't wait to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe story. you could, before we talk about the research and the QAnon, maybe you could share yeah. with us about that process. Of yeah, for sure. So over the past, um, yeah, since fall of last year, I've become a research fellow for the Harvard Shorenstein Center. Um, it's a center that has really innovated a lot of discussions about platform accountability, what Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram should be doing more in terms of flagging false news and also conspiracy. Um, and so um, because of my research on disinformation economies, I got invited into their team. And there was discussion about QAnon among uh, my colleagues there, and most of them are Americans, right? And I was like, what the hell is that? That is not relevant to me. Um, but as they started talking about it and the specific version of it that is becoming really popular within wellness, the new age, and spiritual communities, they were like, we don't understand this feminized space, this spiritual space. Um, possibly we need a researcher to go deeper into this. And I had to, and of course, like talking about spirituality in the new age, especially in academia, right? It's still, um, there's still quite a stigma around it. Yeah. yeah. You don't I want feel to- like it's hmm. true. There's stigma around it everywhere <laughs> i mean but i'm sure it's extra there but like for me coming from comedy there was such there's such a stigma around it too i felt like i also had to come out totally different but um but yeah i relate to that yeah like in mainstream publications new ag is an insult yeah absolutely yeah um and i think uh, yeah even yeah even in um yeah i mentioned here in western mass right um having colleagues who are a bit more open about it but to say that you are really practicing it or yeah actually have a crystals business on the side like um I was like really in a way kind of terrified to tell them um yeah, it, yeah uh, but in a way um it has forced me to integrate um what has been two separate separate spheres of my life, uh, my professional academic persona, and my more yeah, personal interests in the new age and spirituality. And I think people are looking um, to understand this more, to integrate this more. And yeah, I, I often go back to my students who are often like wanting like guidance, um, mentoring, understanding, upliftment, and affirmation, while at the same time, also very much um, practicer, uh, um, uh, very much, yeah, critical thinkers and like real scientists, um, and very critical in terms of their methodologies. I think there's a space to integrate both. 
Oh, so you, I love it. Right. So you are the perfect person for us to talk to about this <laughs> QAnon problem, this situation. So maybe first, I liked how you defined conspirituality. Maybe you could define conspirituality and then we can go into like, how do we deal with this in our community? How do we prevent this in the future? But first, maybe tell us how you define conspirituality. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, uh, conspirituality, um, it's been written um, about by scholars um, in religious studies, um, in divinity studies for a while now, but it's gotten like a different kind of purchase today. Um, and, I, and my own personal definition of conspirituality also centers the social media aspect of it, right? Like what um, makes conspirituality a bit quite distinct um, in this moment where we're so immersed on social media and um, where um, all of these narratives are amplified in digital networks. And my definition of it is that it's a confluence of new age spirituality and conspiracism that would frame reality through holistic thinking, that it connects events and energies and the inner self to the outer world in unseen ways. Mm -hmm. And social media and digital media amplifies this in a way because it's also a medium that um, connects us with a collective um, in very mm -hmm. uh, fast, um, yeah, unprecedented ways, right? And bringing people who would otherwise not come together, like they're able to find communities on social media. So there's a very specific um, media story about conspirituality of the in the current moment, but it's been there for a while. Yeah. So then it creates like, um, like validate, like a validation machine. Like, oh, I suspected that those people were actually reptiles. And now you guys think that too. So I was right. <laughs> like that kind of mm. like echo chamber type of situation. Absolutely. And I think the um, openness of um, new age spiritual practices, right? Like um, we tend to be open to looking at diverse ascended masters where we appreciate Jesus alongside the Buddha, right. Saint Germain, and like also Lemurian Atlantean teachers, etc. Um, so all of these folklore having their own place and we kind of explain them all as coming from the same source. So that interconnectedness of everything kind of way of thinking, right? Um, I think there's something quite unique about that. Um, and conspiracy thinking in a way mimics that kind of thinking, right? Like there's a story that can be interconnected that um, also when somebody tweets with like a pizza emoji, like mm. it has to mean something else. Yeah. There's like a deeper narrative that has to be uncovered. And I can do that. Um, I can decode um, the secret message. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like that openness, but with a, a generous helping of paranoia. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but I have thought that before too, that it's like, especially when I feel like when I first got into metaphysics and new agey stuff, when I started to be aware of all of the different paths and different ways of thinking of spirituality, like it was like, oh yeah, great. You do that. Cool. Aliens. Well, yeah. Let's like all of it. Let's welcome it all. So it is yeah. like, it's kind of a space where it's like, oh, okay. So you think there's a conspiracy. Okay. You know, like 
it, when there's no kind of like gatekeeper or like set story in the spirituality, then it, it does kind of lend itself to that openness, which was really discouraging to me when I, when I, the QAnon thing first started coming out, I was like, oh no, have I contributed to this by like promoting like, oh, whatever, you know, however you want to connect with the divine. Why don't you check in with your intuition and find out what you think? Like, it's just, I guess I, I want to talk about that, but also ask you, what do you recommend? Like, how can we resist this? How can we prevent this in the future from happening? Of course. Um, and I think that's why I resonate um, with your podcast a lot, um, Tess and Natasha. So when you um, have been talking about like the thought virus and talking about conspiracy thinking, um, what I got from you listening to you, I was inspired how you created this space of reflexivity. Like, um, And I saw you both as like two teachers having to kind of rethink your syllabus in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. Right. Um, and I could see myself in that as well as a professor. Um, it's like, should I be using the term light worker or maybe I should yeah. drop that and change it to something mm-hmm. else? Yeah. But it's easily distortable or weaponizable by mm-hmm. right wing groups. Right. And I think we're in that moment where we need to be having more of these kinds of conversations in the spiritual community. Um And some of it might not be like to dispose of entire traditions entirely, but maybe just to have um, disclaimers that, okay, we're going to talk about Atlantis Lemuria folklore. Um, uh, First of all, maybe we need to acknowledge how this could be hijacked by certain groups Mm -hmm. or thinking. Um, or, Or for example, maybe like an easier example might be aliens and UFO disclosures, which is becoming... Mm part of the news cycle these um, days yeah right? wait not uh, well, part of the news cycle but part of QAnon are they taking it what's happening well QAnon <laughs> but also the news cycle I mean there's a lot of people in the news talking about like UFOs right now but then also in a different way QAnon is like <sighs> there's a lot of light worker star seed crossover oh, that, yeah. with yeah yeah, not, yeah. And okay. yeah, and there's another conspiracy about how the government's um, release, uh, like the, Pend- the Pentagon is about to release like a report on um, UFOs or is it UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Oh, but right. the conspiracy thinking behind it is that whatever they're going to release um, is a false disclosure narrative. Oh, I see. And somebody else will is keeping the truth from us. Oh, right. Yeah, it's so <laughs> tricky because, you know, I think I don't believe everything the government has ever said. You know, we do need to be very um, aware of not just taking, oh, the government said it, therefore it's right. right. But then at the same time, I think it's really this paranoia thing, like being able to tune in with yourself and be like, does this feel like paranoia or does this feel like critical thinking? Like, am I really trying to decipher the truth here or am I feeling scared and paranoid? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you, Natasha, that, um, yeah, among like spiritual teachers and um, I hear the story of being skeptical about media narratives and what mainstream right. news, how they represent um, the political arena and political battles. Yeah. Um, they, they keep us in a very anxious, fear state. 
Yeah. Um, that it might be helpful for you to distance yourself from that for a while. But um, there's versions of that same very good, well-intentioned teaching that um, might um, interpret that or express that as the media is all an illusion. Oh, right. right. Which I think is like taking it a bit too far. Right. Yeah. So yeah. those That's kinds where of- it's the paranoia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like, oh, I trust my weird reality that I just made up with my online friends more than I trust <laughs> like the media, the mainstream media. Like it's not maybe it doesn't nece- the mainstream media doesn't necessarily represent everything exactly perfectly. Like they like to show the negative things instead of the positive things. Um, but that doesn't mean that now we can just make up what's true. <laughs> you know like there's still yeah. such thing as truth yeah. yeah and i wonder i wanted to ask you folks um since yeah mainstream media also like mainstream science right like they have also um uh delegitimized um um alternative spirituality oh, yeah and the mm-hmm. kinds of practices that you do and therefore oh. folks in the community might feel yeah, discriminated upon or like delegitimized by these traditional gatekeepers of knowledge. And there's where some of these um, critiques are coming from as well. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, that it is. That's true. That it's like, um, we don't metaphysical new age spirituality, we don't see ourselves represented in a positive way in the New York Times, for example. Um, So then, yeah, why would we want to feel totally great about respecting everything that they say? I guess, yeah, I guess I kind of just got used to that. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I was just like, well, that's not, yeah, nobody's gonna, like, I feel like it's, it isn't mainstream and hopefully someday it will be more acceptable. I mean, I think it's starting to become like astrology, for instance, used to be, I think it's maybe, I don't know, legitimized, but it's just, I think it is more of a quote unquote normal thing these days than it used to be. Oh, totally. Like yoga used to be a big joke right. in the 70s. Now right. It's like clearly everyone knows yoga is good for you. Right. So I just assume over time, I mean, who knows how long it will take for energy. Just, you know, I just know that most people were not taught to believe that what you can't see is true we're taught to believe all you seeing is believing and mm-hmm. energy work and spells and all of that you can't see it happening so therefore it's not true that's how most people feel mm-hmm. absolutely yeah um and if i may add to that natasha so um some a colleague of mine um um we were like in a webinar together and she was also mentioning, yeah, that kind of critical thinking, critical mindset of being skeptical, um, of trying to um, understand um, the political motives and also the financial motives behind how news stories are framed in the media, right? Mm. Um, some of those, um, uh, uh, that faculty of critical thinking, in a way, this is also what QAnon conspiracists have, right? Like they're mm. using the same um, um, uh, abilities of like critical thinking and media criticism, but aligning them towards more paranoid ideology. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it is still that kind of um, trying to deconstruct financial political motives of the media, um, but yeah, just um, assigning them like a different kind of intention. 
You know what I was realizing? I was thinking back because the pandemic for me, one of the things it changed for me was that it helped, it, it, it shifted my relationship with Western medicine. I, w- I wasn't against Western medicine, but I wasn't totally on board either before the pandemic. And then after like this last week, I went to the doctor. I was like, what shots do I need? I, I want to get them, whatever they are. Give them, give me some shots. <laughs> you know, it turned out just to be the God tetanus the booster. But anyway, it, <laughs> it was like, it shifted me in that way. And when I was looking back, I was thinking about like, 10, 15 years ago when I was in Los Angeles and I was so that at that time I was really anti mainstream Mm. medicine. I was like very suspicious of it. Mm. I was just pretty sure they were just bad. It was just bad, you know? And I was thinking, I had this realization like, oh, they're the wellness, some wellness influencers, many wellness influencers have it, have an incentive to turn me against Western medicine, you know, and the truth is like, there's, there's good things about both. They don't have to be at odds, but I think I had kind of internalized maybe some messaging from the wellness uh, industry that was like, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. You know, I also do think that Western medicine tries to do that too. Right. So it's kind of like two, they both are Western. Yeah. So I mean, cause I'll just say what I believe is I mean, I think that Western medicine is amazing for critical care. Like we need it for like when things have really the shit hit the fan, but Eastern medicine is amazing for preventative and they are more Mm. holistic and take the whole self into, um, into the picture. And so I think they both have not Eastern medicine, but those wellness influencers are all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And have their own thing. And then Western medicine. I do think that a lot of Western men, like doctors are like, I know the answer and this is the only answer and da, 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 and, you know, and are very, um, just mm-hmm. a little con, a lot of them are very condescending that this is the mm-hmm. only way. And medicine sometimes but like my doctor was like talking to me about probiotics and yes evening primrose oil i mean it depends depends on the doctor yes it depends on the doctor i don't mean to like alienate all doctors but i just mean there is that general feel i feel that for a long time and i also think that's changing too so there's kind of like this backlash that happened and now i do think more doctors are taking the whole part western Uh, yeah yeah um and if i may add right like um yeah with Western medicine, um, um, the healthcare system, uh, these are also quite um, discriminatory of um, uh, like minority communities. Yes. And, yeah, BIPOC communities. And I think uh, to include that critique um, of um, these establishment um, systems um, is super important. Yes. And therefore, um, to have a sense of sympathy and understanding, compassion for, um, and, I, and I see this in my own work, like when I talk to um, alternative spirituality practitioners in the tarot astrology community. So I would also encounter um, Black people, um, Asian people, Latinx people, for example, who are into tarot astrology, and they would say, oh, I'm actually not going to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from multiple layers of experiences, um, from their own identities, um, as a mar- from marginalized groups and underrepresented groups, and also from their experience within spiritual um, spheres, right? So I think yes. it's important yes. to accommodate and, and talk about those stories too. 
Definitely, because people, I mean, minorities die more often under Western Medicine Watch than white people do. They just do. And they're not listened to and minimized and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think overall what we're saying, it's complex and it's hard because you do have to use your um intuition and and critical thinking combined and when it comes in the hands uh when you sprinkle that paranoia in it just sends everything off track it's very hard to have these complex um situate like to be critical have critical thinking with these complex situations when you're also feeling triggered or you know Absolutely. And if I may ask you, like, um, has it become easier for you or harder to kind of suss out whether a spiritual teacher or influencer might be into conspiracy thinking and like the kind of extreme right wing conspiracy thinking? Um, Is it something that you can like you um, recognize like a dog whistle from (laughs) Yeah, like from a distance or it's like, oh, it's like, I'm surprised that I am a fan of somebody and then they turn out to be into, yeah, weird shit. Well, Tess is a real, um, she will just <laughs> suss them out. Let me tell you. If I'm like, what about this person? She's like as a figure- guest. Yeah, uh, yeah, and she's like has her technique for figuring this. Well, out. there's cer- wow. the, the, the word sovereign in in in. There are people who use mm-hmm. this word. There are healers who use this word who are not QAnon people, and I know that. Um, I even used to use it, but now that I see how popular the word sovereign is with uh, QAnon influencers, I don't use it. I don't want to say it at all. I hate it now, um, mm-hmm. but it that to me is a dog whistle. Um, and then the other thing I do is I look, I look to see um, who, they follow. who they follow on Instagram. Like uh, I'll search mm. Kelly Brogan, Christian Northrup, who, who got deep platform from Instagram, yes. but she did start another Instagram. I don't know if oh, you saw she that. Did. Oh, Without a check mark. Wow. Uh, yeah. She still had her face. What's that? I haven't seen the new account. Yeah, I did notice. Yeah, because every now and then I just want to go check on her and see what crazy things she's doing. Like, <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's so weird because I used to love her. Yeah, yeah but for me, I, um, I, I've learned those words. It's not really like an instinct thing. It's more like now you have to like <clears throat> look at the words. I mean, yeah. like, like you said, light worker. I sometimes like to use the word light worker because <laughs> I feel that's exactly what I do. I work with light. I, I mean, know. that's how so, I used to like it, but until uh, I found out the origins of it and then I learned it was like, we work in the light and then the bad guys are in the dark, which I just, that wasn't what I that's the origins or that's mm-hmm. what like the first it. person who coined it i can't remember who it was but i think it was like in the 80s or something it was like yeah we're this is spiritual warfare we're the light workers we're fighting the forces of darkness which i did not know yeah, before i didn't either but yeah and then the other thing is just like we were talking about before about somebody who i suspect might be but who i love and doesn't I don't think she, I think she uses her platform for good and doesn't promote it. And so I make the choice unless it becomes like, unless she starts really speaking about it, I still like to listen to her. So I feel like there's subtleties there and I don't want to, 
you know, as long as I'm aware, like, oh, is this maybe happening? Then I can keep my ear out for it. Like you said, like that dog whistle, like, am I hearing the dog whistle? But I also (laughs) really do feel like healers and um, metaphysical influencers, I really wish that they would all, like, if they get the shot, if they, you know, Mm -hmm. are anti-QAnon, that they would speak about that, Mm -hmm. that they would post a picture of them with the Band-Aid. You know, I feel like that feels really important to me. So so to me, yeah, that's another thing. It doesn't mean I will necessarily unfollow someone if they don't do that, but it just seems like this is, we're talking about lives right now. We're talking about lives and we're talking about like the integrity of our work, you know? Yeah. And sorry, I'm talking a lot and I really want to hear Jonathan talk, but I, I just will say that I feel the same way. I mean, I think, I don't know. It's also with all kind of social justice work, are people speaking out or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's all important. Um, and, and that's why I find the work that you do also other folks like um, Trisha Carr, who I know is really quite passionate about um, this topic, um, the Con Spirituality podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's important to having in these kinds of spaces um, to be calling this out within the community and to have these conversations. And I also often notice like some astrologers now, like before they do their weekly horoscope, like they'll open their horoscope by saying, if there's anyone here into Q conspiracies, get off my channel. Um, oh, and wow. I often hear that before. Um, so, but at least to have that conversation about it, I think is important. Um, mm. um, and while others, I, um, I can see their resistance expressed in a different way. So it's less about calling out the conspiracists, but it's more centering activists, for example, or centering social justice in their work, either, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've seen like astrologers such as Jessica Lanyado, um, mm-hmm. who write like on Ghost of a Podcast, um, who like reads charts about the civil rights movement in the right. 1960s to advise activists today. And I think that's really important as well. Um, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. I hate that we have to wrap up soon, but shall we talk about your crystal business or what? Yeah, because we want. Yeah, where to... where we can find you? Where would you like to direct people to find you? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so if you um, so as mentioned, I maintain um, diver, uh, diverse identities, and they're expressed in different ways across mm-hmm. social media. So on Twitter is my academic persona. Oh. Um, yeah, so Jonathan underscore C underscore Ong. I, um, I often post about my academic research on disinformation and, and fake news um, and also racism. So um, more uh, my recent work is about um, uh, racist speech and conspiracy theories um, mm. by AAPI communities. And, and that's really important to be discussing right now. So... Um, but on Instagram, I'm. Um, you can follow me at John C. Ong, um, and also my crystals page is convivial underscore crystals. Um, and I'd love to hear from you folks. Uh, and so you sell it, your crystal shop is you and your mom selling crystals. Yes. Um, and where do you get them from? 
Yeah, so I have um, crystals coming from India and Pakistan mostly. Okay. Um, I have very good friends um, who live there um, and have very um, good relationships with local miners. Um, and so oh, nice. many of like my stock comes from them. Um, at the same time, I also source them from China. I also source from Peru. Um, yeah, particularly pyrite, which I love. Oh, oh yeah. is that a favorite? For wealth and, uh, and abundance and money magic. Yeah, yeah I like the weight of just, pyrite. I was just thinking I need more pyrite. I only have like one. I literally was thinking that yesterday. Now you know where to get it. Now I know. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was a delightful conversation. Yay. Okay. Okay, welcome back. I'm sure that was enlightening. <laughs> We were all lately. We've been recording the interviews after we do our stuff. That's why. Yeah. So we don't really know that. if it was we enlightening, no but we assume it was. We can only assume as such. Um. Okie dokie. So now it's time for the energy report. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> back to wanting to comment on my song but i'm not going to um okay so the energy report is the trend i'm feeling into for the week ahead um and what i want to say about it this week it's interesting like it feels like there is integration happening like what i talk about in my workshop with this need to like integrate these heavy energies and all or you know what's been happening it feels like that is now naturally happening more like it's it's like hmm. yeah it's just naturally happening more that that it's not going to feel so bumpy but mm. but there is still it's not totally um integrated so by that i mean what i ki- i kind of see it as almost like where there's a a f- not a far future but there's a future self of version of us that it's like we can feel and see sense into our brightness and what we love about ourselves and our true nature and our true essence um but it's like kind of comes up like how i see it is like bubbling bits of light in the <laughs> in the energy field and we yeah and what we want to do is like really connect with that light to help integrate it um and also just to feel our true essence and feel who we are you know to release and again integrate so the more that we acknowledge who we really are the more we can integrate all these lessons so we feel like oh yeah i didn't need these old patterns or whatever it was invalidation insecurity whatever it was and what i do need is more of who i actually am does that all make sense yeah, totally. Okay, and great. it's really resonating with me. I can oh, feel I feel nice. like this is all even part of what I've been loving about this period oh, so much. Like accessing this stuff. That. Yeah, yeah, I can see like, that. Like, ooh, like self, like always feel like striving towards self-love. And I feel like lately it's been more like, yeah. yes, of course I love myself. I'm yeah. like just this little creature in the world doing my best. It just feels like <laughs> it's more accessible, you know? <laughs> I like that you called yourself a little creature. It's because it's funny because I've been accessing like 
I am a powerful being. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a little creature. <laughs> um, but you are powerful, obviously. I'm powerful uh, and little. Yeah. Like a sure. fairy. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, like a fairy. Um, so anyway, <laughs> what I want to say is a couple things that we could do to help with this is one is maybe listen to a meditation like a um or just on your own, lead yourself in a meditation where you're connecting to your highest self, where you're really loving and appreciating yourself, maybe seeing yourself as powerful or whatever it is that you want to experience more of um, that does exist in you that you want to integrate more. So really consciously connecting to that in meditation would be great. Um, I know I I think that one of my meditations when I when you sign up for my mailing list is a future self one. I'm sure you have some like manifest or like prosperity kind of meditations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um you can look at that. I'm sure they have some on YouTube. YouTube. Um and <laughs> <laughs> sound like I said you too. Um and so yeah, but I personally love being guided in meditation, apparently, even if it's to myself, which I, by myself, which I feel like now sounds really narcissistic. <laughs> no, I think it's so great. Because oh, okay. remember when we first started the podcast, you hated hearing the sound of your voice. Oh. And you must have really changed that. Mm, well, my podcast voice is slightly different than my meditation voice, I think. Oh. I mean, I don't purposefully do that, but I'm just like naturally like in this relaxed state. Uh, so I'm like, and when I get like, it's not like I put on a voice I just like am breathing you know what I mean but like I feel like I'm like when I talk to you and I feel like I sound like Kermit the frog oh you still do feel like that I do do not sure it's okay um (laughs) (laughs) you don't though (laughs) it's okay that I sound like yeah it's okay uh, not the whole time but sometimes I do catch snippets of myself on here and I'm like hmm there she is. No. There's Kerm. Um, anyway, um, like I was um, just another hashtag plug. I was listening to myself on Insight Timer because I had to. to I'm, I have a couple of meditations on that app now. And um, I was I have a chakra meditation on there and I was listening to make sure it was OK. And then I was like, I really like this meditation. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to do it. I want to listen to it. That's yeah. so cool. Um, well, you have one too. I'm sure it's not relevant, mm-hmm. but it's just like, it was nice to listen to. Anyway, so my point is connecting to that. Your highest self in meditation would be great so that it gets in the subconscious, you know, wave patterns and you're really feeling it on your energy level. Um, and then also, you can also just like acknowledge daily Something you love about yourself or you're proud about yourself or just let's get into this habit of really acknowledging ourselves in a loving way. I mean, come on. We've got to do this already. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> Stop let's it. love ourselves, okay? <laughs> I've been doing so much street battering from how my mother looked at me and treated me and having oh yeah I'll talk about this another time but I just had like a really major like lifting of it and her lifting of it too like this whole ancestral healing thing and and I'm just was so feeling how much invalidation I got and how that's so silly like there's just Mm -hmm. no need for that 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So love yourself this week is what I'm saying, but try to do it in a very action-oriented way, meaning like really acknowledge maybe in the moment or at the end of the day, taking in several things. Oh, this is really the last thing I'll say. I realize like there's something about like asking yourself, how generous am I, am I with myself with love and compliments and, you know, appreciation? Am I stingy yeah. with myself right. or am I generous with myself? Yeah. And self-kindness, like yes. taking those moments and also even like, I feel like it's such an important aspect of self-love, too, to remember it's not just about the things you love about yourself and think are great. It can also be the things that, like, you're having a hard time with or, like, your so-called imperfections, you know? I feel like just, like, loving yourself exactly as you are, even, like, noticing, like, oh, now I'm comparing myself to people. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's suffering. Let me be kind to myself while yes. I do that you know just all of everything all the parts of you yeah I like lovable. this I, yes exactly and I love this idea of thinking of it as being generous to yourself yeah. you know like not being stingy with this love that you have for yourself but really yeah. just giving yourself that yeah and, and I have really been able to do that this week like I happened to just this week get two of the most loving um feedback from my work like just from sessions in the class and like I really took it in I was crying reading it like I really let myself like really take it in and so that is what I wish for all of you this week to just to take this in consciously and then notice oh am I receiving more because like it is interesting I kind of decided that this week and then I received like two of the most effusive like really beautiful yeah feedback like that okay that's it okay (laughs) so it's really what's that i said we're i'm done we're done oh (laughs) so um that really practical magic is just this pretty much the same very like or an extension so now it's time for practical magic okay so this week the full moon, the Sagittarius oh, yeah. full moon is Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Like, so you could think of Wednesday or Thursday as being the Sagittarius full moon. Mm-hmm. And when I tuned in for um, practical magic, like, what should I recommend for this week? It was like integration, like deep mm-hmm. integration on this full moon. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's beautiful that you mentioned, like, I didn't think of mentioning that, but I think that's perfect is tuning into your highest self, your true self, like embodying that. Yes. Your oneness with spirit, you know, your eternal nature, your grounded power, and letting that be like having that intention for integration because there has been so much change. Like there's been so many ways we've been stretching and expanding and seeing new things. And I mean, like so many opportunities to have fresh perspectives. Mm-hmm. To and try. even just like we're integrating back into society. Exactly. Right now. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then all of the stuff. The, I mean, I feel like a totally different person since before the pandemic. Ugh, like so yeah. many new ways to see everything. You know, so I feel like this Sagittarius full moon. And such at right at the end of Mercury retrograde is such a beautiful opportunity to integrate and to ground. So what Mm. I was picturing was like 
creating an atmosphere, which could be lighting candles, incense, playing music, you know, creating this sort of magical container. Maybe you want to take a bath, you know, and mm. then meditate. Definitely do want to take yeah. a bath. <laughs> if you can, <laughs> if you want to have that be a part of it. And then just having some time with yourself, which I think meditation, this, it all could be like a way of meditating. This is like a magical meditation or a full moon celebration. I mean, you could call it either one, but sitting in front of your altar, maybe breathing, centering, you could dance, you could journal, you could create a crystal grid, just kind of like create some space and time to magically integrate and let it look how it looks like maybe it's like okay i'm meditating i'm breathing i'm listening to music and now i feel like pulling out my crystals or you know doing a chakra clearing or writing in my journal about all the ways that i've learned over this past month you know just kind of like create space for that yeah i mean not to keep plugging myself but my integration workshop yes I was gonna I wanted to plug you I forgot (laughs) I was gonna say and then you could do Natasha's integration workshop that could be a way that you start the whole process even like take your bath light your candles burn your incense or whatever maybe you want to go outside in your backyard and maybe that's under the full moon whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you know however you want to celebrate that soaking in the light of the moon if you can that would be great but you could start with natasha's class and then you could go from there and we do a lot of grounding in that class a lot of grounding um well great we were very much in line in in those two in sync uh asterisk in sync with justin timberlake okay so (laughs) you we were in sync with justin timberlake that's right a fellow aquarius anyway um yeah so quick housekeeping before we pick our cards you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com you can um uh, ask us a question on there. You can find us at Magic Monday Podcast Listeners in the Facebook group. It's a little community group. Um, and we're a Magic Monday Podcast Pod on Facebook and Instagram, Magic Monday Podcast. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com on Instagram and Facebook and just, you know, my website, Highest Light Healing. Oh, no, highestlighthealing.com is my website. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay so you can find me at tesswhitehurst.com which is where i have a lot of uh free meditations and spells and rituals and that's also where you can check out the good vibe tribe you can find me on instagram at tess4444 on twitter at tess whitehurst on facebook at tess whitehurst author and on youtube at tess whitehurst great all the places So what deck are you drawing from today? Today I'm doing the Starseed Oracle. I got to tell you, many times today after you said that about people being very articulate, I was like, I'm I'm sure many times you're like, what are you talking about? No, that isn't, (laughs) I don't think of that. I do think you're articulate. Okay. All right, I'm picking from the Starseed Oracle by Rebecca Campbell. 
And I am drawing from my very own Magic of Flowers Oracle. Okay. I got Breath of the Cosmos. Ooh. My will to thy will, micromanaging the universe. Um, okay, so I will read from it. All right, it says... When we rely only on our own will, we're micromanaging the universe and resisting the natural flow of life. We're not trusting the mysterious breath of life. When we do this, we find ourselves attempting to bend things to our will. We spend time forcing, pushing, and leaving from living from a space of trying to. Everyone around us can feel it, and the universe can too. You're being called to stop micromanaging the universe and trust the breath of life to surrender to the greater will that goddess has for you to move from my will to thy will. There's more, but that's basically that's the gist. That's it. That's the gist. Okay, so I drew water lily, which is transmute. Mm. Cahill Gibran wrote, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. And the same is true for the dynamics of other polarities. For example, the more you experience something you don't want, the greater you understand what you do want. And consequently, the more empowered you are to manifest exactly the conditions you desire. Similarly, our bitterest enemy is often the one who teaches us our most valuable lessons. Our past traumas are the portals into our deepest wisdom, and our greatest weakness might actually be revealed to be our greatest strength in disguise. Mm. What's more, it's important to think of everything in terms of energy. When you fight against the momentum of any energetic pattern, you may very well be fueling it with even greater energy. The dynamic is consciously employed in the... Uh, or this dynamic is consciously employed in the invention called a slingshot, and it can also be observed in cases where an action is prohibited and therefore gets more out of control than it otherwise would have. On the other hand, when you flow with the energy of what you desire to change and then consciously shift its pattern into something else while retaining its natural momentum, your efforts are fueled rather than foiled. Sorry, I want to read just a little more. I know this is Yeah, no, it's interesting. The water lily on the card is grounded in the murky depths and ascends through water and up into the air where it radiates with beautiful sparkles and light. Similarly, draw strength from your root chakra, the energy center at the base of your spine, Mm. as well as your past experiences and your depth. Then consciously connect with the nourishing cosmic light and wisdom that bathes your crown chakra. Recognize and give thanks for the fact that you are a divine child and as such, a vast storehouse of universal wisdom and power is available to you. So this is the integrating integrating stuff that we're talking about. And also there's the parallel with both of them is don't fight it. That's right. Flow with it. That's right. Yeah, and that's you can so still consciously create change, um, but just not from a place of like not being connected to what's already there, not allowing and flowing with. I mean, I would say you can create more change by allowing. Right, it's like yeah. getting out of that space of resistance where you can feel you can feel it when you're yes. in resistance in a way that is ineffectual. Yes, definitely. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.
adventure in the world doing my best. 